What was the general discussion we were having about mm. rhythms? Rhythms. Oh yeah. Like not work-life balance, balance, but not that. But like, not that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Talking about um, putting rhythms into your, or like finding rhythms or something. That's mm. what we don't know. Actually, is that sounds fruitful. Like the desire for a, ry- a, cer- a certain rhythm of life. I'm Christina. I'm Alex. I'm Albert. I'm Aranea. And I'm Alicia. Welcome to Dispatches from Mount Kaz, conversations from a creative community. In this episode, Albert, Christina, Aranea, Alicia, and artist-in-residence Alex Roberts discuss the rhythms of life and escaping the cult of productivity. Can you tell your coming here order story? Yes, I will tell you, Mike. Oh my gosh. Um, So I go to the customs agent and he's like, why are you traveling to the U.S. today? And I should have just said, uh, I'm visiting friends because mm-hmm. it's accurate. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. But instead, I got really like excited and proud. And I was like, I'm going to an artist residency. And he was like, it, he had a lot of questions after that. <laughs> no, no. And he didn't really know what that meant. And so he was like, because they have to put in like business or pleasure, right? And if you're just going for uh, fun, they kind of wave you through. But mm-hmm. like, if it's for business... He was like, okay, so are you selling things? I was like, no, I don't I don't have anything to sell. He's like, what do you do for a living? And I was like, are you are you an artist? And I was like, well, oh, I make no. games. I don't... He, <laughs> it oh. sort of depends. And he was like, um, what else did he ask me? Are they paying you? Yeah, the biggest question was, he was like, okay, so why are you going? And I was like, well, it's like a residency. I go and I like put on a, a performance. He's like, what are you performing? I'm like... It's like an interactive. I'm like, do I explain LARP? Do I define LARP? It's very difficult to define LARP. No one agrees. How do I get started on this? And he's like, okay, just are they paying you? And I was like, no. He goes, then why are you going? I was like, I just feel like it's the right time in my life right now to like just create stuff and kind of like just devote myself to that for a bit and he was like this isn't like clearly not (laughs) the the answer that I want this is not the conversation I want to have with you right now um so I eventually explained it in terms of like I'll go and put on this event and then maybe meet people who will want to pay me to do things later and this was acceptable to him (laughs) this was fine so that he could check the business box, mm-hmm. but also not like tariff me for goods yeah. or mm-hmm. like require paperwork in order for me to enter the states. And, gotcha. Yeah, uh, it's not telling anyone about the so donation that's what, box. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's on record that. now. Cut it out. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> They're already listening. That is like a, a huge, difficult subset of the "what do you do" question that I yeah. did not oh, foresee. Because <laughs> yeah, our first episode Border was about patrol. what do you do and like uh, how to introduce yourself. Yeah. In, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that, that brings up. And we basically talk mm-hmm. about how difficult that question is for an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking about introductory it. questions. Though. Yeah. Let's do. Let's do the the question. What's our question? Uh. This, this first question I've pulled out says, how can we build rhythms into our lives that allow for spontaneity and openness? The first thing this question made me think of is, I've been reading a lot of like Jessica Abel stuff to figure out how can I be more aware of the things that I want to do and like actually make time for it? Mm-hmm. Because left to my own devices, I will get up and have a luxurious morning and stretch and go walk the dogs. And then 
eventually text someone and then come hang out somewhere and that you know mm-hmm. anyway um, wonderful things very wonderful <laughs> things um and things that i miss right now and so right now i'm thinking about her answer to building in rhythms and it really has to do with scheduling blocks of time mm-hmm. even time for she doesn't call it spontaneity she calls it margin time right hmm. but spontaneous time and uh i have like been looking at my calendar for the last week and a half only and like there's none of that mm. built in mm. so i'm very curious to hear what you all have to say because i think i need some mm. other ways something else to mix in with what jessica abel says jessica abel is a fount of knowledge though it's a little weird because um her most recent thing was talking about how she hasn't been doing it right or like Mm -hmm. she had like a breakthrough with how to like actually do the thing that she's been doing for years (laughs) based on like somebody else. It's amazing that she was public about that. Yeah, no, it was really cool, but also I was like, wait. (laughs) Or it's like, I think part of it was that she's been saying that she's been coaching people on this for years and Mm -hmm. she also struggles with it. Yeah. And part of why we teach is because we need those things and yeah. it's like part of her figuring out like yeah, how do which I, I do think it's so interesting and I'm like curious if anybody I know you've done the creative workshop mm-hmm. before but I'm curious if anybody who's done the creative workshop before read that and was like so did I get a bum deal because you hadn't figured out how to no, teach this I yet feel... or and I assume that for Jessica Abel she continues like she allows you to continue to be part of the dialogue even if you're done yeah, with the class she definitely has like alumni a lot of alumni are very active and yeah. and still part of the conversation and that was like what I was going to say was that if you're part of her, her cohorts and you stay in touch with her blog you sort of see how each cohort she's like evolving mm-hmm. it and you mm-hmm. see how your cohort has contributed mm-hmm. to that knowledge pool mm-hmm. so it actually makes you more invested yeah because you're actually we're all trying to figure it out together yeah, and yeah. we uh, like understand that creativity and time are their practices maybe they're like mm-hmm. not things we can master actually sure and mm-hmm. also life is constantly changing mm-hmm. and so even something that is like really really well suited to a particular moment and that helps a lot then as things change it's not going to be as relevant anymore mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. it yeah. even loses relevance yeah. or or just new things emerge that then are more helpful or that in some way replace or supplement what you've already learned. To answer the question of how to build rhythms in their lives for spontaneity and openness, I think I very deliberately was trying to do that in quitting my full-time job and then a couple of years after that moving to Corvallis from a bigger city. And then like a year into that being like, oh, I actually now have time for midday walks. And then feeling super guilty that I finally had time for midday walks. Because there's also this lag in when we want to do something. And then we start to like chip away or start to say no or like build our lives in that. And then it takes like months or a year before you're in that place. And like sometimes it's great and it's still what you need. And sometimes I'm like living a life that I thought I wanted a year ago. But this rhythm actually isn't useful. Mm. Like, I have felt this way since quitting my job sometimes where it seems like you should have all the time in the world compared to, like, when you had a 9-to-5. But Mm. I I often feel like I actually have, like, no time at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that is going to change and is already changing in in 2019. That is something that is changing now. Because, like, 
this was my question. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> really feeling that like, oh, I, I'm, I, it's me, and I'm completely in charge of my time, mm-hmm. but I somehow n- don't have time for any of the things that I really like. Right, like, yeah. had that mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. For me, when I did have all that free time, free time quit. Uh, anyway, language. Um, mm-hmm. When I did have lots of time in my life to choose what to do with, I like freaked out, and then I started. Like, there was this old narrative in my head that, like, when I was busier, I got more done. So I started making myself busy again. Yes. <laughs> Instead oh of, gosh. like, making the open time, which I will need to look up the name. This one author calls it moodling time. Um, moodling. Where you need, like, where you can have open space and, like, the time to get bored and the time to like explore and the time to like doodle for no reason or to like explore this curiosity or this medium that makes no sense <laughs> like or like doesn't like connect directly to like what your output is those are the most fruitful creative times but it's really hard for us to schedule in moodling time because it looks a lot like like you're wasting your time mm-hmm. yeah 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 i feel the same way when i when i quit my job 3 years ago to be a full-time illustrator or be a full-time something like mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore and like I, f- I have the same feeling that um, that I have all of this time so why am I not getting all of this stuff mm-hmm. done but I know that when I had a full-time job none of this happened it's not that like when I had a full-time job I had the pressure yeah. to also work on my off time I wasn't working on my off time mm-hmm. I know that I am a person who absolutely needs off time. Mm -hmm. I need to Mm -hmm. not be working, whatever work is. So, like, I don't know. I think I just came to terms that, like, that that's what I need as a person, and whether that means I move slowly in whatever Mm -hmm. I'm working on, that's just the way it is. Um, I don't feel great about it. I still feel like I'm wasting my time. I still look at, like, all the time I spend on the Internet and, like, Mm -hmm. playing video games, being like, well, I could be making art, and then, like... I could be hustling this online, but mm-hmm. I'm not, so. Uh, what's the name of the author who wrote How to Do Nothing? Jenny O'Dell? Yeah. Jenny O'Dell. I, feel, I, I, I can't remember the contents of that, that essay entirely, but I feel like it's uh, in the same space as, like, moodling and, mm-hmm. like, the just the culture of productivity and the cult of productivity mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and, and how we can escape that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, because even their language about wasting time is suggests that it's dangerous. Yeah, right. Time has value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. time is money. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's super dangerous because then you start to exchange it for things, and you start Mm -hmm. thinking about uh, you like start treating the myth of uh, of of money, the myth of exchange, the myth of um, of opportunity cost as as if it's like something that's literally concretely like mm-hmm. movable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not. Yeah. And and therefore it can there's no real catharsis that you can have mm-hmm. around it. Like you can't actually solve that thing. Right, right. Yeah, I wanna waste people's time. <laughs> <laughs> I just have that thought. Like I feel like that's like one of my like slogans for <laughs> for this year is like I wanna like waste people's time and make people happy. That's a lovely sensational title <laughs> for something you're not yeah. actually doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we've already established yeah. that, like, I don't know if it's possible to waste time. Right. Or whatever. Right. But like, to like, what you're doing yeah. is providing value. Are you just saying right. that, like, you want to do stuff that most people would look at and be like, I'm wasting my time. And then through what you provide them, they realize that there is value in that? Or yeah, I, wanna, I, want, I want to, like, uh, do things that, that would be 
<laughs> certainly my mom would call it wasting well, time. Well, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> and then she, like, actively does this all the time. <laughs> she tells me, like, that the shit that I'm doing is a waste of time. <laughs> and, and I want to, I wanna, like, act on that and, and show that that has value. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and maybe, you know, spark in other people who may be worried about the waste of time, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's, like, taking the walk or, or sitting in silence or, like, just fucking around with like uh with with toys and trash right Mm -hmm. like to to find a way to uh to just pull people in um and and have them come out with it uh come out from there with nothing but a space of time that they don't have anymore right like they don't get anything from it they're not getting paid for it they're not uh they're not getting a product to take home they don't they don't get a like uh there's no status in it um, and and so from the from the point of view of like how time can even be wasted at all, mm-hmm. it is totally a waste because you don't like get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's still valuable. And to do something like that, I think is uh, uh, there's something that seems really fun uh, yeah. about thinking mm-hmm. about things in that way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, about like doing something that doesn't make any sense to the yeah. c- to the customs guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah totally. That's great. Totally. And I I catch myself thinking in terms of productivity or thinking like I had a productive day or like I haven't been very productive today and like how I don't know the my 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 thought stopping and my counter to that is like that's what they want you to think mm-hmm. like that's the only thing that I can do that makes it like err and I just think that and and trying to apply it to another person too like if i think mm-hmm. about uh, other like beings in the world like even if they never produced or consumed anything ever like if they never like did anything ever again they would still have inherent and inalienable value and i definitely believe that but it's just a matter of like applying it to myself mm-hmm. <laughs> with that that is more the struggle um so what would you replace that with? Like, instead of, I've had a productive day, it's like, I've had a really engaged day. Or, like, I've had a really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, here day. I, I had a lot of just, like, I had a fun day. Or, like, I... Like, and thinking about, like, specific things that happened, maybe? Or, like, I... Oh, I don't know. That's a really good question. My, my I'm going to, like, try a bunch of different ones on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My word that I that I've uh, taken for those kinds of things, right? Like, the the uh, description of something that is not good or bad, uh, or or entertaining or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Or serious or whatever is uh, is meaningful. I had a meaningful day, mm-hmm. um, and it requires a kind of work mm-hmm. to be able to pay attention to things and mm-hmm. find find out what is meaningful and what is not, um, and to really think through it sometimes. It's not, it's not an easy answer. You have to like mm-hmm. actually look at the specifics of what happened in the day and, uh, and find out why, you know, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. metaphorically, or, uh, or just it felt good to sit around and do nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it can be meaningful. Yeah. I have a start of day thing. It helps me frame things. Although I'm still experimenting with it, so it still feels a little uneasy to me when I reflect back on it at the end of the day. Um, and I, I heard about this from Yumi Sakugawa, who shared it as um, an intention that she sets at the beginning of the day. And it goes like this, Dear Divine Beloved, I trust in your wisdom that, about the shape of the day and how it, will, how it will look. And I surrender to that shape of the day. 
I am yours, you are mine, we are one, and all is well. Mm-hmm. And, or, you know, some variation of that. Yeah. But I've been sitting with that thought um, in the mornings during my meditation, and it helps me let go of a little bit of the trying to over-control, like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do today, here's my to-do list, right. and I'm going to do all these things, and, like, feeling bad about not doing all of these things. So, like, the uneasiness is, like, I'm still a little bit, like, how do you... Well, and I like that second part of, like, I am you, you are me, we are one, so, like, I do have a hand in shaping the day, but I also am open to other forces happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that I might have some plans to do certain things, and I'm also open to, like, Arnea brought yo-yos over today, and we were gonna, like, <laughs> play with the yo-yos, and that was not on my schedule when I woke up this morning, right? Yeah. You didn't control like, play with yo-yos. <laughs> and it's, it, yeah. it's really important for community, too. We had mm. this conversation, um, so after Alex's event on Sunday, um, we were cleaning up and one of the participants, Brian's, was hanging out, and we were like, we're going to go out to dinner. Like, what are you doing, Brian? Like, do you want to join us? And he was able to have that space in his life, and he was like, yeah, I do. I'm free, and, like, I'm going to join you over dinner. And I think that's, like, really important for community to have this openness in our lives. Hmm. I, I think uh, when you talk about the kind of uh, the, the thing that you say at the beginning of the day, right? Like what, what Yumi Sakagawa says. I think it's a really interesting contrast then to uh, what Alicia's asking for, mm-hmm. which yeah. is like, how do I evaluate my day mm-hmm. at the end of the, Like there's something inherently like uh, quantifying, right? Or like, a, or, or um, uh, reifying of, a, <laughs> of that, that kind of thinking. Um, and it's, it's fine to have it as well. And that, that, but like, if you can, if you can set, that you're just going to enjoy the day, whatever it is, before the day, and you can really believe in that, mm-hmm. that seems to be, like, another step to being able to look at the end of the day and look back and say, yeah, that was a good day. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're really talking about, like, acceptance. Yeah. Like, we're talking about um, saying, like, that is, like, either this is going to be or that was, like, this is, you know, the day's going to be what it, right. whatever. That is. Or, like, that is. That's that what is, happens. you know? Yeah. And yeah. that, um, when you say, like, how to reflect on a day without thinking about it in terms of productivity or how much I, like, got done, a lot of it is maybe is just being like, I got a lot done today, or I didn't, and but having the same level of acceptance mm-hmm. of both of those mm-hmm. things. Or, like, mm-hmm. I did these five things, or I wanted to do this and I didn't. Okay. Yeah. That mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is. I wanna. I would like to get to a point where, like, one day I'm like, I look at the, the my day, and I'm like, I did nothing today, and I'm like really happy about it. <laughs> yeah, John Mulaney has a bit about that. Oh yeah. About how when we're kids, yeah, we hate doing nothing. Mm. Like we didn't do anything all day. <laughs> but when you're an adult, you like come to that realization, and you're like, I did nothing today. Wow. <laughs> we didn't. No, I didn't do. A, I didn't do a goddamn thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, like, so and it would be it. great if that were like totally true all the time. And I know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, probably all of us at some point, you know, fairly recently, have looked at our days and thought, "I did nothing today and felt terrible." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. Like I wish that were a thing that like just happened when you're an adult. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe it's just yeah. Generally, it's, like, I think there's blend. some. There to talk about though so. about like what nothing means. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I thinking too. I'm thinking about nature. I'm thinking about like a bird or a bee <laughs> or mm. like a platypus. I don't know. Like mm. they go about their day, and 
and they're, they, they're doing what they need to do. To their day is full. Yeah. Like, it's full of whatever my need is at the yeah. moment, pursuing that to getting it. But they don't look at their days as, like, productive. Right. <laughs> yeah. But we can make those projections onto animals. Like, if you think yeah. about bees, mm. like, bees are often, like, a symbol of, like, industriousness mm-hmm. and hard yeah. work. Or, like, oh, you're a busy bee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and worker bees and those kind of things. Because they produce a visible product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we can, like, make bees this, like, model We've... of... When they're not... Th- they're not making... They're not in a capitalist system. They're in this, like, <laughs> yeah. matriarchal abundance society. Like... I love it. <laughs> It's amazing. We have, we have codified animals. Yeah. We like, well, them. I mean, we do that with with, with them things, all the time, yeah, right? We totally. say that with, that yeah. this kind of animal is grumpy or cheerful or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we literally commodify them by selling them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. But, but bees make something that we make a product. They yeah. make many products, in fact. But the bee is behaving the same way that, like, the bird mm-hmm. is behaving. Mm-hmm. They're just... Kind of doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would read a Mary Oliver poem if I could find it. But <laughs> maybe I'll do it later. I think about mushrooms constantly mm. too because they are also like they are as productive as a bee if you were to consider what they do in terms of productiveness, mm-hmm. in terms sure. of like serving a function or whatever. And yet when they do it, it doesn't look like it at all. It just looks like they're sitting there all day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm not very mushroom like, but I really love mushrooms and I like take pictures of them all the time and have them on my phone because I want to be more like them. <laughs> I love them. Can I read this Mary Oliver poem? Yeah. yeah. What's it called? It's called Roses. Mm. Wild Roses, I said to them one morning, do you have the answers? And if you do, would you tell me? The roses laughed softly. Forgive us, they said, but as you can see, we are just now entirely busy being roses. <laughs> Yay! That's, great. Like that's that. so perfect. <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, something I'd love to go back to is the the community thing. Um, was it the one who said the middle? I don't know. Christina was talking about moodling and talking about community being available when you have time that isn't harshly and strictly like mm-hmm. regimented. Yeah, I mean that's another thing that I've really been feeling right now, yeah. which makes sense because I am back in like a schedule. Yeah. But it's really interesting how little I've seen anybody except my classmates, my professors and Dan in the last two weeks. And so that's something that I'm thinking about too, right? Like maybe that means if I decide to come to an event here, for example, it's not like I give it the two hours or however long it is, but I actually give it that entire evening or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know? That's something that's making me think of. Talking about like say Mount Kaz and work, it almost seems like, although correct me if I'm wrong, that Mount Kaz stuff isn't, like you put work into it but it actually it isn't work. Yeah, I mean, one of the things sense? I think you're you may be speaking to is the fact that like everything that we're doing is is part of our house and it's part of our life and it's not about like putting something out into the world, but about just generating like the the life livelihood that we have here. Is that part of it? I think so. Because I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just something about the word work. It's still very much is tied to like the nine to five job or the thing mm-hmm. you do to get paid, right? Yeah. The thing um, you don't want to do. The thing you don't exactly. Maybe yeah. that's all. But it is yeah. really. That's what, yeah. It's a it's a complicated word. Yeah. It's like period, and where we live in a complicated time about work. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Which we we haven't really figured out how to set it uh, like separate uh, the concepts of labor work 
and and uh, and create creation. Mm-hmm. Like those are all different things. Right. Production mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if we, we we can always have a uh, Marxism book club <laughs> if we want to explore <laughs> some of these things. <laughs> that would actually be fun at some point. Maybe yeah. in the summertime for me. Like yeah. No, there is labor. a part of me. I think part of my schedule stuff was think like recognizing the Malcast stuff as part of my days and mm. like being okay with that, mm-hmm. but like not having a word for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it, the labor and love kind of an yeah. idea. Is it weird that I've like in my brain have put Mount Kaz on a higher level of like it's play, but it's uh, I don't know like structured, well, not structured play, but like it's a game. Yes, Albert, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I see it as play, but I also see the potential of the stuff that we create here. So I, like, see it also as possible work. But it does involve work. Like, it It involves sweeping the floors. Yeah, It's, like, it's maintenance maintenance work Mm -hmm. plus the labor of love plus, like, holding space for uh, the container creation kind of work. It Mm -hmm. it creates something. But it's also energized. It's, like, it's energizing. Right? We get something different out of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like effort too. I think of it like more like the nature, like the bird going about their day kind of mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, like building nests. Yeah, maybe. What were we talking about? Like giving, giving freely what you have. You had talked about it within Mount Kaz as yeah. like we come together as a collective and share the things that we have, right. and we can do mm-hmm. more. Yeah, it's a, by ourselves. It's a generative thing yeah. for a lot of these mm-hmm. kinds of qualities and. Like quote unquote resources we have, which aren't which aren't commodity resources. Mm-hmm. If we can share them, and uh, we can offer them to each other, then it generates more of it. Is yeah. that what you're thinking about, or is there? I a think so. Kind of yeah, experience? and I think about what different people are like more uh, able to um, give than others. Like we like, were talking about uh, uh, community by Peter Block, and mm, uh, how he, yeah. he mentions uh, like part of what is important in creating a community is uh, is focusing on the gifts that people can offer rather than the problems that mm. uh, that exist. Yeah, mm. I think that's what. Yeah, and um, and remember when I was talking to you about helping my friend with the conference and like very often I'm just talking to him on the phone and like mm. uh, you know we're having like a call or whatever and not actually like making decisions or going and talking to other people who are involved like just chatting with him and he talks through what he is going to decide to do I'm like cool good <laughs> and then like he feels better at the end of the call and things have been accomplished and I'm like good and like <laughs> that feels it doesn't feel like work to me because it's so easy for me to give and yet it's something that results in something getting done that is like cool and good and valuable to people yeah. including myself yeah. so and so maybe when you talk about the work that is involved mm-hmm. in Mount Kaz like it is work but you're just like right. it feels mm-hmm. fine to give right mm-hmm. and it also sometimes are gifts that we don't think are anything special mm. are valuable to the world yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know? but we don't but we don't necessarily think it's like hard work or like yeah hard to give yeah. because it's just sort of like yeah. I think we kind of try to resist thinking about it as work too because when you get like to, mm-hmm. to avoid feeling like we have to sell it or something right yeah it's yeah. part of it is that like mm-hmm. uh, it is it is things that we do, but it is the things that we do that is like saying hello to each other and like taking care of children. Like mm-hmm. they aren't things that you expect something from. The, the whole reason we got into talking about rhythms was to get away from talking about work life balance. Yes, mm-hmm. right, and get away from like it's all your life. Yeah, it's all life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you use the term work life balance, it makes it seem like when you're at work, that's not part of your life. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so people can justify staying and like sometimes people have to, but people mm-hmm. can justify staying at jobs that they hate. Mm-hmm. And because it's not their life. Like there it's mm-hmm. the thing I do to make money so that I can go home and have my life. But like it's killing them, mm-hmm. but it's also their life. Like it's their life that they're spending at their job, you yeah. know. I feel like it's a dangerous dichotomy to Yeah. Yep. To use. Mm-hmm. And balance feels like a Static thing. Yeah, like a false goal, really. Mm -hmm. Because it's never in balance. It's always, it's always a different word for it. Rhythm. I like like to contrast balance with uh, calibration. Mm. This is the kind of thing that you just have to like play with all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't stop. It's the winter time. We have less sunlight, so we calibrate our work and our life and our play and I just I made the mistake of separating work and life mm-hmm. you know we calibrate our, our days yeah accordingly. And like mm-hmm. the, I, I was thinking earlier that uh, balance suggests dichotomy too it, uh, mm-hmm. it, it binaries yeah. the thing mm-hmm. because it's, it's like a seesaw it. yeah it's mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and that yeah. work and life yeah. and then it's not in there. it's not explicit but yeah. it does definitely yeah. suggest where, where like I mean I don't know a balance that has like a big circle So how has the residency um, affected your idea of rhythms or... So positively. Because I feel a lot of the, like, I should be doings mm-hmm. are slightly removed here. And I came here with the intention of just, like, working on my games. And I put a, a bunch of other things on hold to just work on games. And I even had the, like, external, like, people are going to come over and play, so the game should be in some state of doneness. And that felt wonderful. And now I'm trying to think of it, like, what of that can I take home with me mm-hmm. when I when I go mm-hmm. back? Like, all of the I should be doings that I was able to let go of here, can I let go of them when mm-hmm. I get back? Like, it's a question. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I want to see if I can do that. That makes me think of something I've been thinking about. Is I've noticed a lot of my days seem to all be very broken up, right? A couple hours of this paid job in the morning, like a couple hours on this other paid job, right? Very clearly scheduled out too. Yeah, (laughs) as opposed to like, and I'm not sure how much I could do this right now necessarily, but how much can you take that like block focus? Like maybe a Mm. day has a theme, right? Like I've been thinking about that. Mm -hmm. What Mm. if Tuesdays are game day? That's like all you do. And I'm trying to think about how I could apply that to me too. Cheryl Strait has that uh, tip for writers because she's a mom and that idea of the writer who wakes up early every morning and gets their writing done before their, their kids wake up and so she's like, I am not that. I do not write every day. <laughs> and But sh- what she does is she takes these days away so she'll like mm. book a hotel room and spend like a weekend away from her kids and just get like ton of writing done because mm. uh, it's like been building up in her head as she goes about her normal day mm. and then just uses it all then <laughs> so she doesn't mm. write every day um What's but she does again? cheryl Strayed. oh, oh her yeah. okay oh that's wonderful that's yeah. so good that's to know great that people can do that because yeah. <laughs> I, I hear the write every day yes, so yeah. often mm-hmm. and it's, i don't yeah know if I'd be able to do that. It would involve like writing, you would have to write notes about things that you're thinking of. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think like if I don't write something down that I'm thinking about, when I I went to that like weekend away, I wouldn't have it anymore. (laughs) It would be, it'd be lost. I think, I think what importantly speaks to though is that there are patterns that like we're told are the right ways to do the thing and they change like all the time. But the Mm -hmm. reality is that everyone's got to find their own way. 
and if we feel free enough to try the things out and and uh, adjust and experiment with them, then mm -hmm. hopefully we can find the way that works for us. Like it's great that it works for her. I don't, I don't it know. It might not work. For yeah, you. might not work for your you. Your mileage yeah. may vary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine about like days off because mm -hmm. since I've been actually long before I was all the time freelancing, I was still some of the time freelancing. So I pretty much never had like days off as I thought of them. And so I was I was talking to a friend of mine about that and saying like, you know, people have like thus, you know, a Sabbath, like a day where they specifically don't mm. do work. And he was a minister and he was like, well, I work on Sundays. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> I work very hard on Sundays in a sense, you know, yeah. I'm doing what I love. And so he talked about like Sabbath moments. Mm. Like he's like, I try to take like Wednesdays off, but I know I won't usually and that's fine. Mm. And if you can have just like little moments in your day that are just moments to like accept whatever is happening and, and not be making efforts, mm. then, you know, that can be valuable if, if they're just kind of peppered around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I really have enjoyed uh, the rhythm. One of, one, uh, one of the aspects of the rhythm of being here mm. is that you and I end up having a cup of coffee and a, just a nice conversation in the mm. morning. Mm. And I'm very, I have been very into trying to get up as early as I can, never getting up as early as I want to, <laughs> and then, you know, getting to however long after I've already gotten up and being like, oh, I'm still not, like, working yet. Oh, I should have been faster with breakfast mm -hmm. and, and, like, morning prep stuff. That has been a rhythm of my life, mm -hmm. not, like, not a very unhealthy one. And so it's been very cool that since I've been here, it's been much more likely for me to, like, just have an indeterminate amount of time when I may not even know what time it is, that I'm mm -hmm. just kind of, like, hanging out and, like, communing and, like, exchanging ideas and connecting and that's been uh, like an unexpected and just kind of like cool and healthy thing. Yeah, it, mm. it is a secret feature of the Amount of <laughs> <laughs> Albert talks to you for a while. <laughs> that, that is part of my rhythm for the day, I think, uh, uh, is to just kind of have coffee and spend like two hours having breakfast and just like talking with whoever's around or, or just thinking about stuff. And that's the best time that I can do it for myself before anything starts yeah. and to do nothing and think. I think it's probably a secret feature of most residencies hmm. in that yeah. the, the goal is to go somewhere and to spend all of your time focusing on whatever you're mm. focusing on. To, in our case, it would be art. But you know that you're not spending 24-7 at a residency drawing or writing or yeah. whatever. It's also filled in with all of these other things, but you're not limited to the structure of your regular day-to-day -day where mm -hmm. you have a job to drive to, you have a commute, you have uh, like fixed time things. So you go somewhere and your daily routine becomes sort of amorphous yeah. and it's filled in with conversations in the interim. Yeah. And I think about so how... the person who's never been to a residency, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> when you go to a place where your regular schedules and cues for when you have to do things and, um, and, and don't are erased, then you maybe get to find out what your actual rhythm is. That, yeah, that was yeah, my experience yeah. in Florida yeah. at the ACA residency. Um, I think one the nice thing about it is in removing the structures of your normal day, you give yourself that permission. So it's that going back to that acceptance thing we were talking about earlier, right? Like you can just do what you need to do. Like the only thing on your schedule is like when they serve meals. Mm -hmm. And you're like very strict about like I'm gonna enjoy this good food they're cooking for me. Mm -hmm. um, but besides that, well, and even if you miss the meal, you there's always food in the fridge. Like you can just work at your own rhythm. And maybe that thinking about it, maybe that's part of it is that 
you don't even you're not even trying to make yourself adhere to the schedule that you want to adhere to mm-hmm. like you actually let yourself just do what you need to do yeah. and I guess the surprising things there were two surprising things that happened during my residency one was that I went in thinking that I would like work on this project and continue it and like get so far along on it and I didn't touch it at all when I was there <laughs> because we were in the space and with other people and I ended up playing a lot more mm-hmm. um, and experimenting with other mediums and just doing stuff with my hands and like part of my residency was we each had this like three by six foot table and it was just covered with like white paper <laughs> and the, the blankness also was very nice compared to my like cluttered desk area <laughs> and so I, I found myself in this playful space and I ended up making something that I wouldn't have made if I had tried to plan it out and then the second surprising thing was that you know I think at home I don't tend I tend to be very sleepy at night <laughs> and like once the sun's shut down <laughs> I'm like well like but once the sun's down I can't work at night mm-hmm. I have a really hard time like even doing emails or like doing things like I've never pulled an all-nighter because I just can't do it (laughs) but at the residency because there was nothing else to do (laughs) and because the studio environment it was like a nice place to work and other people would work at night Mm. and there was this sort of like hushed atmosphere and there's just something so lovely about like working in a space where other people are also focused intently on their stuff that there were a few nights where I felt like oh I'm just gonna go back to the studio and keep working on stuff and it felt really nice and it's not like a rhythm I would bring back home for other reasons and it's not a rhythm that I even did the whole time I was there but it was just nice to have that experience of it it like shook up my idea of like these are my best times to work and these are like when I like get my work done and like this is my schedule and this is the ideal schedule that I need to put myself on Mm. it was just sort of like yeah when you work you work when I when I first quit my job and I, at the time, I was doing uh, weekly, probably not regularly, uh, videos about the process mm-hmm. because I'm like, I've never been self-employed before. I don't even know how to do this. Let's figure it out. Um, I think like really early on, like maybe the third or fourth episode, I was talking about how I had suddenly figured out that I work better at a different time. And like, and now I look at that and I'm like, what a joke that was <laughs> because I was still in the mindset of like trying to fit into a nine to five and I still kind of do that because my husband works from home but has a boss and like I Mm. want to be available when he is off of work because I want Mm -hmm. to spend my time with him and so like I try to be working when he's working and so maybe that's like a structure that I've forced on myself but I feel like it's probably unhealthy to to blur that (laughs) it's really that's really hard when like the people in your life are on different schedules Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and that negotiation Mm -hmm. is an interesting thing yeah and I like and I wonder if I would be I know I wouldn't be a better worker in the morning because after three years I realized I don't even like to be awake in the morning (laughs) can't get any work done Um, but I wonder if I could be a late night worker but I completely lost my train of thought well that's Mm -hmm. what a residency would be nice for because you Mm -hmm. could just do that for a week and yeah yeah oh I I think it's just that I've I've come to the realization that maybe my the way I'm working is not my body or my mind's ultimate or what do you call it um optimized maybe it's not my optimized working format but it doesn't really matter so i've just come to the realization that maybe i I just won't 
work that's fine. in my yeah. optimized way, and that's okay. Mm. And that like that's my life, and that's fine, and that's not. I mean, like I don't I exist. Saying, I don't exist to be an optimized working machine. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying no, earlier yeah. is that like it's part of it is about acceptance. Yeah. And part of it is about being able to accept that, like, because maybe because I think a lot of times, like, if if anxiety is at all part of the problem, that oh, like it's like, like striving a huge for, part right, of the problem. <laughs> striving, striving for optimization, yep. yeah. uh, and, and then failing because perfection is impossible is yeah. just is just actually going to shut you down more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, something I've been like working on accepting lately is that I don't really have that many hours in the day where I can like really focus and do things that are difficult or require a lot of decision making, mm-hmm. like what might be described by someone as like working hours or productive hours. Part of that is just like health stuff that I've had going on, or maybe I'm still adjusting to the West Coast or whatever. Um, but that, like, is not a fun thing to acknowledge, and it has certain, like, practical implications around, like, mm-hmm. just financials and stuff, and I got got to figure certain things out. Mm-hmm. But, like, getting mad that I'm not wor- doing more, like, working more, or being in being able to be in that mindset more than I am mm-hmm. uh, doesn't help it. Mm-hmm. It actually makes it, mm-hmm. like, so much worse. Yeah. So being here and, like, what happens when I don't set a, a morning alarm? What happens? Or, like, what happens when I just, oh, the sun's gone down and, like, Albert's home and, like, it's dinner time and I'm not going to not work anymore. And, like, what if I just let that happen? Oh, cool. Like, I'm still alive. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out my body does not fall apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Yeah. That's actually one of the tools from the Jessica Abel stuff that actually is really helpful is um, she, part of her creative focus workshop is, like, Mm -hmm. tracking your time, Mm -hmm. um, but not in a way to optimize it or in a way to, like, build anything it's more to the, I think the the most relief people get out of it when they start tracking their time is to see oh this is the actual time I have like people have in their heads oh I could be getting so much done and then they track their time and they realize oh I only had like an hour and a half this mm-hmm. week to actually do any of this creative stuff that I wanted to do mm-hmm. um and so it's a really freeing thing to realize oh this is how much time I have okay so now how do I work with that after I accept that? The thing about West Coast and winter, I was I was thinking about this recently and I started tracking my time and I was like, because I've been feeling bad, you know, mm-hmm. over the winter and during holidays of like um, not getting as much done as I'm used to and like what's going on. And then I was like looking at my time and just realizing that the sun sets so much earlier. And because Albert is at a construction job site where when the sun sets, they're done for the day. So he comes home. So he's been coming home earlier, which is when we and when I usually end my work day and like looking at that and like seeing how in the summertime it might I might have like a good eight hours on my own to do stuff. And in the winter time, it's like five, mm-hmm. <laughs> including lunch. So it's like no yeah. wonder I'm like yeah. feeling like I'm getting less done because there's just fewer hours in the day. And like maybe that's and fine. maybe that's yeah. fine. Maybe like, winter is okay to be in this space. Yeah. yeah. Like let me curl up in a chair and read. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but when we were talking about when we were talking about rhythm in the beginning, like even my question I wrote about like rhythms of the day. Mm. But as we were talking, I realized that, like, part of rhythm is rhythm of the seasons, right? And, uh, and you've been talking, Christina, about trying to pace Mount Kaz around a, uh, a more seasonal rhythm and, uh, and acknowledging all of that, like, the ways that different seasons change the way that our days feel and, and the way that, the, uh, that things can happen in this space. And I think that's, 
that might be I mean, I'm grateful right now that I get to experience this in like the full force of like actually literally being forced to stop working <laughs> at the same time because um, uh, we're outdoors and uh, and to kind of witness you know, I'm like it's it's a lucky thing I think um, for me mm-hmm. at least to, to shift from like working on things inside and um, and the long like random pacing of like of the arbitrary pacing of like entertainment and uh, and like um, uh, office work or whatever mm-hmm. and actually like kind of be in, in a, a job and a work style that pays attention to that and is affected by that and mm-hmm. really be aware of the uh, of the way that the seasons affect our, our work because mm-hmm. um, I think also even when you figure out like a good op like roughly optimized um, pace for a day for me at least if I were to do th- if I were to try to like affect that every single day I would probably also get bored of it and it would stop working mm-hmm. and there might be something that's meaningful about rhythm, uh, about finding rhythms, um, that also involves being able to change your rhythm, going to the residencies and and, uh, and trying something else on, or just or or changing throughout the year because the sun goes down earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think about how like uh, how some of rhythm and some of like the excitement of music uh, I hear people talk about sometimes is about like uh, is about the building up of like of expectations and then like the breaking of it, mm-hmm. right? Like to apply that to like how your day works, right? Like you do that for a certain amount of time and then you stop doing it and you change it around. And that makes things more exciting and meaningful and, uh, and work better perhaps. Something about maybe it's just you talking about like, oh, when the sun sets, like I'm done kind of a thing. It reminds me the the one time that I remember as an adult feeling like rhythm was totally down in terms of like day-to-day rhythm was when I did this um, alternative break trip in college for like two weeks. It was me and a group of nine other people and we like all went to California and did um, outdoor kind of trail building, park maintenance work for those two weeks. And coming off of the, like, rigorous college experience, right, where you're, like, working all the time and or reading and or analyzing this and that to, you know, rolling out of the house at, like, nine, kind of digging or doing something that was, like, physically intense for a couple hours, taking a two-hour break, you know, working for, like, another three or four hours maybe and then just being done was so revolutionary to me. And then, like, doing that physical activity and then just having even five hours be amazing and like enough Mm -hmm. and then being able to go home and then cook with a group of people and then like just play guitar play board games you know walk take a hike whatever we wanted to do have personal time like that's still the best rhythm i think i've ever experienced Mm -hmm. in my life and i feel like i keep constantly like having that in the back of my brain in in the sense of oh that that's actually what i want to aim for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to hack that rhythm Exactly. What are the small steps that take you there? I don't know. I think the part that I'm definitely realizing because of what you said, Christine, around community is like having like part of building community and feeling like you are connected to one and like just having friends is having that spaciousness and time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've really been missing that even in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something I think. That's probably the main thing, actually, for me right now. Mm. Yeah. Finding ways to make sure that, you know, like, I couldn't do pause on Monday because I um, made a decision to stay for this photo class, Mm. which was freaking awesome. However, I also had to pay for it by, like, 
not seeing you all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like it'll be, sort of to answer your question, <laughs> maybe making sure that I really protect that time. Yeah. Well, and those relationships mm-hmm. of people who are going to invite you out to stuff and shake you out of your rhythm a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like you this. all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, one of the primary things I hear when you're, uh, you're, was it a conservation core kind of thing or just an alternative break? Uh, just an alternative break. Yeah. yeah. And when you talked about that experience, though, part of it, and I've heard other, other kinds of, like, my friend, uh, um, Paula Robot, <laughs> is, uh, uh, talks about when she was, like, teaching scuba, like, with mm-hmm. a, uh, with a crew of, like, people off on an island, like, for a cruise ship people. But there was, like, a similar kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's, like, it's, it's a band of people, you know? It's, like, mm-hmm. a crew. Ooh. And they're all together and, like, and they, they create the rhythm for each other and they and and so if everyone else is kind of like if everyone that you're hanging out with and you you respect and you can see them like working hard and then like you know cutting out at, at whatever time four o'clock or something it makes it easier to feel like oh yeah that was like that was what a, a mm-hmm. good day was you know like we all yeah. just did this thing together mm-hmm. and then and then like you know and then continuing that reinforcement of like enjoyment by making food together and uh and hanging out afterwards I think Mm. is really important to feel good about setting your own pace. Another thing, Alicia, when you're talking, the word that I caught on was the word enough. Mm. Um, And in that kind of trail maintenance work um, or trail building work, it's something I've been experiencing working part-time at the library Mm. because it feels like a maintenance job. Like, we're never gonna be done <laughs> right like you shelf books and more books come in you shelf books and more books come in <laughs> you shelf books and more books come in. so that you can find your rhythm and in one shift this is what I'm able to do and there are still books to be shelved and that's okay <laughs> because yeah. mm-hmm. it's just part of that and it's really freeing in a way <laughs> mm-hmm. to like maybe think of our creative work in the same way where it's like there's not like and and goal that I'm chasing Mm. but more just like this is what I'm gonna like do it's sort of like gardening too right like Mm -hmm. this is what happens today I'm watering the plants I'm moving this thing I'm like this is what needs to happen today but it's not like oh no I didn't get this done kind of thing yeah Mm -hmm. like gardening you imagine the the main things you think of are like weeding Mm -hmm. and let's say a vegetable garden harvesting vegetables yeah and so like those are the only things that involve that are actually work that are actually gardening yeah but all like the process of gardening has so many days that don't involve either of those two things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so, but that whole, like, it's it's readjusting your mind to imagine the whole the whole thing as the process. Yeah. Um, hmm. So what in your day-to-day life is what you think of as wasting time but is really part of your process? It's really gardening. Mm-hmm. It's really gardening. Alex, do you want to add anything or share anything about the residency? Um, it's it's been really wonderful. I've I've been very surprised to have my love of comics reignited. <laughs> that was unexpected and cool. Um, so I'm starting to doodle again a little bit for the first time in quite a while. I I've also been like surprised and like delighted that like you and I have talked about spirituality so much. That's that was like a cool thing. I don't get to talk to everybody about that. And um, and and I I finished a game I've been wanting to make for years. Mm. Like yeah, it's just been yes. I, I just feel really good about it right now. 
this cool. is awesome. Yeah, I don't want to force you to say uh, all the things or whatever. Well, I and I was so. I was trying to just reflect on it more generally, but then I just kept thinking about things that I'm delighted about. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Is there a like a I'm gonna call it a plug just to give you an idea. Like, is there oh, a specific sure. like, yeah, like website if, or something? If people want to get in touch with me, yeah. Um, yeah if people want to see what I'm up to, the best thing to do is just go to helloalexroberts.com, and uh, sometimes I update and put my stuff there. You can also like follow me on Twitter or like just email me and say hello. That is cool too. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, put a couple links on the show notes. Thanks. Oh, that was a nice serendipity. I don't know. I don't know where to start the story. Anyway, so we had gone to this uh, Occupy book club, and we're talking about this article about liberated zones, but we met Alex, who's a grad student at OSU, who works on this conference called um, Oregon Imagines or Radical Imagination. A different Alex. A different yeah. Alex, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he was working with a person that some of us know, Mick and I, and he was mentioning that Mick and I wanted to make a game or a LARP um, for Radical Imaginations. Mm. So, and she lives in Portland but comes to Crevasse sometimes and she happened to be in town this week and Albert was meeting with Mick and I and they were having this conversation about this game and then Alex was able to join that conversation. That our, Alex, who was in residence at Mount Cass, <laughs> was able to join this conversation, and it was just a, it was just a lovely scene yeah. of like all these dots connected in this way that was just like none of us had planned. Yeah, <laughs> and was kind of nice. You you yeah. came in and joined yeah. that conversation yeah, yeah. too, which yeah. like became a pile on. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really lovely, yeah, and and yeah, I got to meet this cool person I never met before and talk to her about like games and like LARPing specifically and ethnography eth- and, yeah um, and just get yeah, really really amazing. stoked on like what she's excited about yeah. right now I'm gonna have her own backstory she actually has great, mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah. she's really mm-hmm. she's doing really interesting work oh yeah well, I have a po- I have a podcast <laughs> called backstory on the one shot network you can go to one shot podcast.com to find more great shows <laughs> That was beautiful. That was the plug. When you said plug, I should have just like gone into a fugue state and started. (laughs) (laughs) And if you would like to answer the question along with us, it is how can we build rhythms into our lives that allow for spontaneity or openness? Email us at mountcaz, M O U N T C A Z, at gmail.com. CC me. Hello, Alex Roberts. <laughs> I want to know. If it's, if it's in response to this particular episode, I want to hear about it. Yeah. Mm. You've been listening to Dispatches from Mount Caz, recorded at Mount Caz Studios in Corvallis, Oregon. Check out the show notes for links to people and things we talk about. Sweet waveform. <laughs> <laughs>